Hello, and welcome, welcome the fuck back <laughs> to Matron Saint of Nightmares. It's been a minute. Yeah, we took a little hiatus. Um, the matron got sick, so I had cancer and had to go through treatments this past year. Bullshit. Yeah, it is bullshit, man. But I am, you know, in remission right now and done with cancer treatments, and we have been excited to get back at it. Yeah. And this week we started with The, the Lodge. lodge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for anyone who's new, this we are going to have spoilers. Yep. This That's is how the... we do it. Yeah. Um, and we are looking at The Lodge um, through a more like mental health perspective. Mm-hmm. I'm a licensed clinical social worker mm-hmm. and um, I have been doing like mental health work for like seven years about um and have kind of focused a lot of my work on like trauma therapy which I think is a lot of there's a lot of crossover between like horror and mental health Mm -hmm. and kind of how we what we find scary and why we find it scary yeah yeah so that's where we're going to and I think a lot I think one of the a lot of the overlap for some of our episodes or for a lot of movies too, I think a side quest for us is to dispel some m- sort of mental health uh, kind of tropes that happen in yeah, horror movies. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm curious what you think about some of the stuff in this mm-hmm. one, but um, that's been something that I've enjoyed a lot in our discussions, just to be able to have a lot of things broken down. Mm-hmm. Um, that are, I think, misconceptions about mental health. Um, Absolutely. Especially, like, so many tropes in the horror genre, right? right. Um, like, specifically, like, killers that escape from, like, <laughs> right. mental facilities or something. Right. And, like, overall, I think we've really tried to dispel a lot of those, um, like, associations or, like, perspectives yeah. as, like, probably not accurate, right? Right. I, I, I think a lot of the relationship between mental uh, mental illness and uh, violence, I right. think, is something that we, we try. But I think on the same, at the same time, a lot of the movies that we've watched have been quite true to sort of symptoms of mental illness. And yeah. so it's uh, it's been, you know, quite an interesting journey. Um, thank you to whoever has been following Yes. Um, I, I'd like to feel, I'd like to think that this is a bit of a new, uh, a new beginning for us. Cause it's been, oh, well, I think the last one was in April. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, we've been through our own journey and maybe, I don't know, who knows, maybe this podcast will become way more unhinged because I've been through a lot myself. Um, well, the two of us, I, I mean, I, I don't know if it's obvious by now, but we are a couple yeah. We also got engaged during this time. <laughs> we did. Yay. <laughs> and uh, and I think this this is an, something that's important to us, but also that like the two of us have been through a lot and I think it's, it's something we like to do together. Yeah. You know, like and our... and I think before there was uh, a feeling that we needed to be somewhat anonymous, but I think it's a bit of a mask off moment too. That's very true because like part of why I wanted to be a little bit more anonymous is because I was like a working therapist mm-hmm. um, and because um, short-term disability and like 
leave for treatment is really hard to coordinate. I am now no longer working for anyone else at the moment. Yeah. And so it gives me a lot more freedom to be more open. Um, yeah, you're putting that like, very generously, but yes. Yeah, <laughs> not feel like I yeah. have to have to like uh, hide myself or anything. So yeah. Um, and again, I'm the acolyte. My name is actually Andrew. Um, and again, this is a bit of a mask off moment, I think, for the two of us. Let's go. Um, we're, so this will be a little more unhinged, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so today we watched... Significantly. Yeah, significantly. <laughs> today we watched The Lodge. Um, it's been actually been a while since we watched a horror. We watched the uh, Hellraiser. We watched some oh, of the yeah. later Halloweens during the Halloween season. Um, we weren't really feeling up to doing some of those i think we might revisit some of those and yeah find a bit of a rhythm um but um yeah this is our our, our first one and it was excellent it was really great and this was i want to give a shout out to um one of our fabulous listeners and yes friend uh, a, a uh, friend of ours joey who suggested this for us because yeah. it was such a perfect fit for what we yeah. look for in movies yeah and uh he he's the one that recommended it um and we, we thought it was fitting to, to take a recommendation for our first one. Yeah. Back, I guess. Yeah. Our first one back. Uh, so I, I forget how we usually start. Um, yeah. What did you think? <laughs> okay. So the basic premise is that um, there are two kids and the father of these two kids, I believe, leaves his wife for um, a new girlfriend and tells the wife that he's going to marry this new girlfriend, and then she dies by suicide. The kids, um, through a series of, I think, miscalculations on the dad's part, just significant, yeah, significant, um, I don't know, just lack of consideration and care. Yeah, I think miscalculation <laughs> is putting it very nicely. My, my, my theme for this... My theme for my analysis in this movie, because it's a, it has a, a somewhat religious bent, is the the very stereotypical sins of the father. Yes. Um, oh, that is a good lap. There, that's a good overlap. I didn't think of. That. Yeah, because the, the 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 father is an absolute bitch of a man. <laughs> I'm sorry for using that word. Yeah. But he's terrible. But he's though. he's soft, and and he and he's selfish. In all of the wrong ways too. Like it's like. He's, he's, um, after his, his children lose their mother, he then, like, takes them in. I guess six months later, he wants them to do Christmas with him and his girlfriend. They, of course, blame the girlfriend for their mother's death. Yeah. And, you know, I think, like, that often happens, um, for, like, step-parents anyway. They get blamed for a separation, especially if there's, like, any kind of infidelity. Um, and, and part of the reason for that is that it's very difficult for kids to think that there's something wrong with their caretaker, right? Yeah. And so they try to externalize it. However, this situation was also very unique. Well, here, here's the thing. And even if you, if we take a step back, yeah. um, they're estranged and their divorce isn't finalized yet. And he announces to his, not even his not future ex-wife yeah. that he's going to marry this girl that he met writing a book on a cult that she survived, a suicide cult that she survived. And so that's the number one, for me, that's the number one questionable thing is what are you doing with the subject of a book that you're writing? First off, why, or whatever. 
why are you writing a book on this? That's fine. Whatever. Somebody got to write a book. <laughs> That's fine. But and then you and then you become romantically involved with a subject of the book. Yeah. Right. And then before the you're survivor. fully divorced to the woman, the, the to the mother of your child children. Yeah. Right. You you say oh we're gonna get married. That's that's number one. That's gnarly behavior. And 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 and, and they they do a very. Uh, the, the, it's really abrupt the way that. Um, the mother dies. The mother dies. You don't really see it until like the last second. You don't see it coming. Yeah. Um, and I actually like like huge like trigger warning for anybody who has any experience with like suicide or death because it is pretty grotesque death and it's abrupt right Mm -hmm. and i know it's really hard sometimes like with people with trauma history watching horror that has like abrupt violence like that can be like a little bit more difficult yeah there's there's it's it's unceremonious yes the the lead up to it um absolutely and that's how it is though uh yeah i think yeah like, I think, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> That's a hard one for me. Yeah, but. Yeah, for, yeah, there's, I think, like, for me who have worked with clients who have, like, survived a suicide attempt, um, I have, I heard something a lot that stuck with me and that made, like, so much sense to me. But I've heard many people say, like, it was kind of like, like a switch went off or some part of me like kind of just shut off. Yeah. And there was like a serenity with that. And, um, I've had multiple people say that they kind of felt like they were out of their body, like disassociated a little bit. Right. Um, and so like that scene as horrific as it was, I think did make sense. Um, in a lot of ways. Right. Yeah. Um, and, I think it's, when we think about the kids in that situation, too, children, um, when they lose a parent, I mean, when anybody loses a parent, but especially when children lose a parent, right, it, it can be very difficult because their brain, like, they're still developing and they're still really reliant on that parent. And so, like, preschool age and under, it's really hard because they can't, like, typically children that young can't necessarily recognize what death means. Yeah. Um, and they keep thinking like, oh, okay, like grandpa died, but he's going to come over next week, right? Like things like that happen a lot. Yeah. Um, kids like the age of the movie. So I, I, I'm not sure how old. Like, My guess, the son is probably like late middle school, early high school. Right, probably right. Probably early high school. The daughter, Mia. So the son's name is Aiden, Aiden. And then the daughter's name is Mia. Mia, I would guess, is like late elementary. Yeah. Early like middle. Maybe nine, ten. And like that age, it's, it's a, it's like more like they can understand, like there's this vague concept of death, but like what it really is, is like, I mean, I'm not sure how many adults have a conception of death, but it's just very hard for all of us. We're going to explore this at some point. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it's a very, it's. It's impossibly difficult for a kid to try to wrap their head around that, much less, um, like, death by suicide, much less these kids are, like, grew up in, like, a very, like, Catholic environment. I think it sounds like their mom was, like, very traditionally Catholic, and um, the young girl Mia, 
um, is like lamenting after her mother's death and mm -hmm. saying she won't go to heaven. Um, and that's like, I'm not Catholic. That's not my like religious background, but I do, I have worked with, you know, Catholic folks who've had this consideration and spent time with like, um, you know, chaplains, hospital chaplains and, um, other folks trying to understand a little bit better. Uh, and what I understand is like the modern Catholic church, uh, a lot of folks have a different perspective. Whereas like the old school was, if you died by suicide, you would, you, you, you would not be able to go to heaven. Yeah. Um, I think now there's like more of a discussion about like having the capacity to make the decision. Right. Or having like the, so they're kind of talking, they talk a little bit about like mental illness and like does somebody doesn't necessarily have, like isn't making this decision with all of their will, right? Right. Um, and so I think that's significant, but really difficult for a child to try to understand in any circumstance, right? And mm -hmm. for her, I think that's what hit her pretty hard was this idea that she couldn't, Go to heaven because... Go to heaven because um, of how she died. And her father really didn't give her much comfort. Um, I, I think in the time, the, in that scene he was saying, like, none of us really knows what happens when we die. Which, like, <laughs> is... Like, like this kid just lost the foundation, of one of the foundations of her life. Like, she yeah. doesn't need any more, like, amorphous... Yeah, I'm like, just gonna... thought. She just needs to feel safe, you know? I'm gonna be very upfront. I mean, I'm yeah. sure it was obvious now, but I fucking hate this dad. The dad's I, I think not not the guy. Particularly as a as a as a man, like I find it particularly abhorrent when there's shitty examples of men and fathers. Yeah. Um, just because, like, I think throughout this whole movie, you see so many examples of this dad really not stepping up right. and being really fucking selfish. Right. In whatever the hell it was. <laughs> Yeah. Um, that it was, but in that moment, there's a scene after the funeral where his daughter's crying, and he tries to comfort her by saying, "Well, we <laughs> nobody knows. Well, nobody knows where we go." Uh, and I know you and I yeah. have this discussion a lot, but that's a, the, the equivalent of being like, "Well, we're all just we're all just carbon forms floating on a rock in space, right?" Like it's like sure, but that's not comforting to me right now, dude. Yeah, like like, <laughs> like just tell me something else. I'm looking yeah. for something to hold on to here. Yeah, You're like, not giving me much. Yeah, and and I think that's that's a, one of the first infractions. I, I I think in my head that I'm counting, that's the second. Honestly, the more you were talking about him, the more I started to see, like, I guess the overlay as the father, of the father as a character that represents God. Because ultimately, he's distant. Ultimately, he is... Not around. Sure. I, 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 and then he dies. I don't disagree in terms of somebody's interpretation of that. And I, and I think, I, I, I would agree. I, I think I, I take a slight, slightly different, um, Tell me. different bent on it, I guess. Um, it's more, well, I don't know. Like, but I, I, I like that though. But I, I think like, so one one of the, the constant themes through the movie was like a theme of religion and 
the mom that passed away was religious. The the child, or at least Mia, was religious. We're not yeah, really sure the, the, about Aiden. The daughter was a, a, a little more religious. Yeah. Um, and but, then, but I think it makes a little more sense because she's a little younger. Also true. And then Grace, who is their father's girlfriend, who he's engaged with too, um, she escaped a religious cult mm-hmm. where like thirty nine people died um, by suicide, and she was like the only survivor. Yeah. And we never really find out why she survived or mm-hmm. any of that story, but we know that she has a lot of symptoms of trauma, right? Yeah. So she takes medication. We're not sure what it is. Um, my guess. The Wikipedia they... says it's a antipsychotic. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I wouldn't have guessed that. But... Um... But that's something we could break down to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but that, so she is taking medication. We're not really sure about, um, like, the medication or what she's diagnosed with. We do know that she sleeps on the floor um, of the room in the lodge. She sleeps on the floor, away from the door, and by the both of the windows, mm-hmm. which is a very, like, typical presentation for somebody who's, you know, significantly traumatized mm-hmm. um, because you want to have a, multiple exits and you don't want to be where people expect you to be. And sometimes also the floor is very grounding, right? Yeah. Or for people who've lived in different, like, settings, maybe they slept on the floor and that brings them comfort to sleep on the floor again, right? Yeah. Um, but she definitely has, like, significant symptoms of trauma. My guess, an antipsychotic makes sense. My guess um, would have been, like, a benzodiazepine, Um because she seems to take them as needed almost. Like when she would get stressed, she'd go to the room to take mm. it. And so that's Not why I was sort thinking. sort of like a daily. Right. So that's why I was kind of thinking that it might be like more of an anti-anxiety. Got it. Um, and like a significant one for somebody with, you know, very significant trauma. It's typically not diagnosed for daily use anymore because it has a lot of long-term side effects. But part of the long-term side effects could be if you do have, if you've used it for a significant amount of time and you go off of it abruptly... Um, there is a chance, not everybody, but there is like one of the side effects could be that you, um, begin hallucinating Mm, and you have like psychotic symptoms afterwards. And I've worked with like three or four clients, um, in my work who've had that, um, side effect, right? Um, and it can be pretty significant and it also doesn't make much sense because it doesn't present like normal psychosis. So it can be like a little, um, Difficult for folks to diagnose. Mm-hmm. But um, if it was an antipsychotic, then of course there's a lot of other symptoms that could come back. Maybe she has an underlying psychotic disorder um, that she, that is like resurfacing, or maybe she um, is having just symptoms from the discontinuation of the medication. Uh, And this happens, she stops the medication because um, the father, in another just like stellar move of parenting, decides to leave his (laughs) his children alone in a cabin in the woods during a snowstorm. Over the holidays. Over the holidays. I fucking hate this dude. He sucks. Over the holidays for two days. Because he has to work. Because he has to work? It's just... It's I'm ridiculous. sorry. Yeah, this is this is what we were talking about with the unhinged. But the guy's trash. If we're just being honest, I mean, yeah, the the acolytes lost a lot 
of sympathy and and, 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 and understanding for a lot of shitty behavior. And this dude leaves his children with his fiance that they've never met. And, that and has... this bitch gets on the car and doesn't even say hi. She gives like the weakest hi. And it's not like, and we were talking about this during the movie. If you, if you are somebody's new significant other and mm-hmm. he has kids, mm-hmm. right? You got to do everything you can. I mean, my, my Lord. As, as, as sugar, uh, like sugar coated and as cringe as it is, you got to do everything to make it not just to try to win their, uh, not affection, but like to, 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 to make them feel comfortable at, at your own cost. Yeah. At a, at, at the, at, like you gotta work for it, girl. You gotta work for it, and you gotta sacrifice your own yeah. dignity. I don't know. I mean, but it's kids. <laughs> close. They're kids. You know, they're fucking kids that yeah. just lost their mother, and you're marrying in. And if you think you have any business with this man, you have to start acting like the mother to these children, or else you have no business being with this man. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Right. Here's why it's the dad's fault, though, because this. I feel like he also. Didn't facilitate. Anyway, he didn't facilitate, and he he wrote a story about this woman about how deeply traumatized she was. Like clearly, she was like younger and vulnerable, right? Like the kids are like, oh, he's with this psychopath. Exactly. Like, they have this impression, right? They might be they they might not be wrong about the psychopath part, but they have clearly a strong impression about this woman. Right. Exactly. And like, like. He knows her mental state better, you know? Like, he would, like, yeah. you would anticipate that he would have some sort of understanding of that. Yeah. Like, it it doesn't make a lot of sense. It's a big risk. I think um, I wrote a couple notes through the movie about, like, that kind of unification. So having, like, having her meet the children, um, typically, especially for folks who've had, like, um, trauma, right? But for kids in general, they, they need agency in the decision. Yeah. They should have been able to choose like when to meet her. Yeah. And I think a vacation away is like... Where they're left alone. It's just absurd. I mean, it's absurd how... And honestly, like no one wants to do this, but like I think like one of the most helpful things like after a child loses someone is like to talk about it. Like... And it sucks, but like, yeah. talk about like, okay, you're crying because your mom, you feel like your mom's not going to heaven. Like, but God loves your mom and we don't know for sure. Yeah. We know God loves your mom and God loves you and whatever, you know, like give her something. Whatever it is, you figure something out. You figure it out. And you also can say like, I, maybe he should have said like, yes, we feel guilty. Like... Maybe we, they should have said, like, your mom maybe had depression, and this all, all of this happened, and we didn't help, you know, right. the situation. Yeah. Like, instead, it seems like they didn't talk about it at all, um, and... And he was eager to move on. He was eager to just kind of, like, make them fit into his new life, I yeah. guess. Um, and there's this feeling that... That the, the grace... Um, that she's just not, she's not able to take on, like, what he's asking her to, but she says she is the whole time. Yeah. I, I struggle with that one, too, because the dad sucks, but she also sucks. Yeah. 
and 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 you may feel differently about it, but it's like for me, it's like okay, you've been through some stuff in your early life, but like this is something completely different as well. Yeah. Um, but also, like, what frame so, would she have for this? You know what I mean? But but again, she's very curt with them, like from the get go. There's not a everyone. Yeah. There's not a lot of space for these kids, yeah. and the dad should have known about that. Yeah, that's that's my. You thing. know what I mean? Like that, like. Like, the, anyways, uh, yeah, like, he, he should have not known necessarily, but he should have facilitated the whole thing better, but he had his head so far up his own butt the whole time yeah. about, like, well, yeah, my life's great because I got new wife or whatever, too bad my old wife died, and I then know. now I have my kids, because he wasn't, he didn't have custody of them, which I guess is typical, but, like, yeah. he he all of a sudden gets custody of his kids. Right. And he essentially forces them to go on this holiday they with his new go. fiance. They that told they don't they meet. were uncomfortable. Yeah, until, yeah, the, her, his son was like, no, I don't want to do that. Are you, are you serious, dude? Yeah. Like, you're going to, you're going to have us go on vacation with her? And then he leaves them for a few days, yeah, right? Yeah. And then, so basically what happens, the kids do some background on this girl. And they mm-hmm. find out that she was part of this suicide cult. Mm-hmm. And then, essentially, what, it, what they do is they play a prank. Yeah. Um, they, they, they hide all the stuff. They hide all the food. They hide all the clothes. Her um, medicine. Her medicine. Uh, they let the dog out. It's an, an accident, accident, I think. But the dog gets let, her dog gets let out and Passes freezes away. Dead. And then... And then, you know, I don't... Honestly, I don't blame them. It's some parent trap stuff. I know. You know, like they're they're fucking kids. Totally, hundred percent. And then she, at every moment, only gives them essentially one moment, uh, sort of one chance to sort of, like, in any of those situations, right? She's like, well, I don't know. She, I feel like she's trying to be like way more directive with them than she ever had any right to be. Exactly. Like she was kind of like bossing them around and, and like treating them like they were like already her kids. Already her kids, and not only that, but like like infants, and they weren't, and like um, with no acknowledgement to the fact that their mom died. Right. I think, which is part of it, and the like, nobody, awkward yeah. situation. Because uh, I think I don't know how it would be, and I, I would hate to be in that situation, right? But like. You would you would you would guess that somebody sensible would be like, hey, this is weird. Yeah. I'm sorry that I'm not. I'm sorry, but like, I just want to acknowledge that this is weird because I'm here with your dad and your mom just died. Yeah, I'm not trying to fill her spot, and I'm not even trying to be anything to you. Yeah, right. Uh, this is me imagining it, mm-hmm. but that like, but I want to try to care for you. Right, because right. I care for your dad. Right. And, and be able to lay something out like that is quite simply, right? Because kids can at least understand that, but she doesn't even do that. And I'm sorry. I don't really care what she's been through. You didn't have the sense to do that. Yeah. Right? So, of like, yeah, the kids played a prank. It's a shit prank. But, like, dude, their mom just fucking killed themselves. I know. So what do you, what do you, what do you care? And this dad's off doing what? What is his actual job? We, we never know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's so fucking pointless that he decides to leave his kids at a at a cabin in the woods in the snow miles away from civilization with with who somebody that's not their mom the first time they meet is on the car ride to this cabin it's ridiculous when she shot him 
I didn't feel anything. I'm sorry. Yeah. But. <laughs> so yeah. what happens is. Okay. So what happens is that. I fucking care anymore. The, uh, uh, so the kids hide her medication. So I think. Um, I guess the internet says antipsychotics. Um, after she goes, you know, a little bit without her medication, it becomes a completely different situation, right? Mm. Um, it becomes a very highly traumatized person who is in an isolated setting um, with uh, a history of psychosis or experiencing psychosis right now. And it is a very volatile situation. Yeah. So, um, typically, like, when people discontinue like that, it's, it's, it can be very, very bad. If you've talked to anyone who has discontinued medication, I've been on, like, antidepressant medication that I've discontinued, and that's bad enough. Like, you know, you get, like, people talk about, like, the brain zaps. If you don't know what that is be grateful um they talk about like you know experiencing severe depression that kind of thing with antipsychotics it's a completely different ball game because they they um interact with different parts of your brain right and so you can get really really sick if you just abruptly go off of them typically it depends on what drug it depends on like what what illness you have what your situation is what your settings are but um it can be really bad. So after that, she starts having like flashbacks slash hallucinations of the cult that she was in. And that is brutal, I think. I think it seems very painful for her. And then the kids uh, talk to her and convince her very convincingly um, that they all died and that this was purgatory. Mm. And after that, she starts to punish herself in hopes of getting out of purgatory. Um, so she does, like, a lot of things that are physically harmful to her. Mm -hmm. The kids also cut the electricity. They, they I mean, they turned the power off um, and couldn't get it back up because it, it was too cold. Um, and they didn't have the energy, so nobody has phones or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so at this point, Grace is is pretty... She's actively hallucinating, and she doesn't believe she's alive. Right. And so she believes that, um, she gets to the point where she believes that ultimately they all have to die in this purgatory in order to ascend into heaven and get out of purgatory. So when the dad finally shows up after 5,000 years, he comes in, and she's got a gun, the kids are behind her, and he's trying to, like, talk her down. Like, you just fucking tackle her, dude. I'm sorry, but, like, the whole time, he's, like, he's so close. He's close enough to do something about it. Like, she doesn't seem to be in a state where she would, like, no. react and just no. pull the trigger. He should have just tackled her. Yeah, there's definitely moments where she's kind of, like, she has the gun, like, flailing around. It's, like, off on her hand. She's not really holding the trigger. I was, like... My God, dude. Um, and, and like, I think 
obviously, and I want to be very clear about this, in any traumatic situation, it's easy to be a bystander or to watch from the outside and say, coulda, shoulda, woulda. Yeah. And that in itself can be really stigmatizing for people who go through things and experience like fight or flight reflexes or freeze where they just stop and they're unable to do things. Or fun. Or fawn, um, where they try to befriend their attacker, right? Like, there's all these sorts of ways that we respond that might not make sense. Hmm. So, I'm really mad at the dad for what he didn't do. And in the same time, I recognize that human beings are really complicated in traumatic situations. And we all make stupid decisions sometimes. And also, like, um, maybe he... I don't know, had confidence in the relationship or something. But ultimately, she does end up shooting him. Yeah. Um, well, I think the other thing, too, and, and part of why I'm angry still about it, mm -hmm. is that she holds the gun up to her own head because she thinks that she's trying to prove... Well, what's fucked is, I think, yeah. she holds the gun up to her own head because she's like, we're in purgatory. I'm going to show you. That we can't die. And the gun misfires. Yeah. I think. Uh, just a random <laughs> act of God yeah, misfires. Yeah. And so so she continues and, and then she points the gun at him. But she gives him a lot of time. Yeah. Um, and, and yes, uh, I know I'm a little unhinged right now, but <laughs> I do think, like, you're right. Um, Kitty agrees. You're right that we don't know how... There's many ways that people react. And, and I, I'm not going to judge how you do but I think the dad had many opportunities to do something yeah overall we're not big fans of the dad I do think too like we react with such strong and that's part of why horror movies are great right is like when we see somebody do something like that that we like so clearly don't want them to do we respond so strongly and we get so angry yeah. and that in itself is an evolutionary response to protect ourselves yeah and so we like we like jump on somebody taking inaction or something because evolutionarily you know our body is programmed to try to like fight things off and so we feel it really passionately you know and we want to um defend ourselves or defend whoever in the story and yeah. and that's like i think that's what makes horror really successful is it we have this these visceral responses to it right like whether it's disgust or fear or sadness or anger like it's very visceral and I, what i was going to say too is i feel like this is one of the few movies that we've watched and we're not horror movie experts, and, and that's something that I think that we still stand by. Is mm -hmm. We're probably not as well-watched as a lot of other enthusiasts. But for me, this was one of the ones that was a true horror. Um, because there's a lot of them that are scary, and, and they play yeah, on different yeah. like themes. But this one does not end well. This is a classic. And, yeah. and, and it, it, because I think there's a tragedy element to it. Yes. Because right? a lot of them, they... They, I'm not saying they end well, but even with the final girl idea, yeah, there's yeah. somebody that survives or whatever. Right. And and I don't, we don't know, but like if they died, but it sets them up to make you think that she killed them and yeah. the children. Um, but it's just a then. tragedy. Yeah. Right, because the kids. Yeah, you could say, oh, they played this prank, but like, what are you gonna do to your stepmom? Like, seriously? Like, dude. Well, I, it, 
Bro, if I had, I, I would have done the same thing. Dude, my dad died uh, of cancer when I was Mia's age. And let me tell you, my poor mom, uh, we, me and my older sister were just jerks. We're just little assholes to everybody that she dated. Yeah. We would do all kinds of pranks. We'd say terrible shit. And you know what? They were adults. Yeah. And my mom also protected them and protected us from that situation in ways that the dad in this didn't. Yeah. But, like, yeah, it's it's like they're kids. Like, what do you expect them yeah. to do? And they have no, they have so much rage for something that, a horrific tragedy that happened. Of course they're going to direct it at her. Yeah. And dad should have been there to. And the dad is probably mourning in his own stupid way. True. And Very did, true. not knowing what to do, right? And yeah. his own pathetic life that he <laughs> can't fucking get a hold of, right? Because he's fucking dating the subject of whatever, but like I pity him, really. Yeah. Right? And then yeah. this and then this girl Grace, who you know, how do you erase some childhood trauma of like this cult like this religious group that you were in that all everybody massive, dies. that your dad led her dad was the leader of that yes right and so like God. on some level i do feel some sympathy for her and that's why i think it's a tragedy right exactly. because there's no nothing could happen to these people chill out right mm-hmm. and again i i still the, the adults in the room i still have a massive amount of contempt for yeah. but <laughs> but uh, you know because you're adults yeah okay get your get your shit together yeah. but like at the same time i i do can i, I do can i do can understand yeah. what they're going through yeah. or what they've been through you know and that's another reason why i love this like horror movies is because i i think other movies don't develop your characters quite in the same way like i love horror movies where like you kind of know why people are shitty like yeah you kind of know and that makes it like tragic that yeah. makes it like more understandable more relatable and like more yeah like emotional i think yeah this one yeah this one was good this one yeah. was good yeah. yeah i um i think there was a lot of emotional like a lot of like mental health themes for sure yeah um and overall, I think one thing we didn't talk about is how much this had um, some overlap with uh, Hereditary. Yeah. There was some, like, I, I think it might have been just, like, an homage at moments to, like... I mean, my interpretation Asher. is probably more con- contemporary horror techniques. Yeah. And just in terms of movie making but yeah i just went with the dollhouse like um Mm. so the mia has a dollhouse and in the beginning there's like this dollhouse intro where you're not sure if it's in the dollhouse or if it's real life Mm. and that was kind of that was how uh, hereditary kind of started and ended all right okay um and like there were some shots that like played with like size a lot like there were moments where the the father of the family feels like (laughs) that's the kitten um where the father of the family feels like He's huge. So there's like one of the first scenes in the beginning where the mom and the father are standing in a kitchen and the mom looks like, or uh, Alicia Silverstone, looks so small and so like, uh, like she's um, like the right size for the kitchen. And the dad is like kind of cowering over because his, his head hits the, the ceiling. Right. And it was just this feeling like, like he was taking up all of the fucking space in the room. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. It was, there was only really room did. for him, you know? He really took up the space in everybody else's freaking lives, too. Yes. And so, it, 
like in that way, I felt like some like flashes of like hereditary where I think like he used kind of a similar way to tell the story, yeah. you know, or to frame like the characters. Um, and I appreciated that. I, yeah. I, yeah, I thought I was really surprised by this. I thought this was really well done. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad at the end we didn't see them all die. Yeah. Because there's something about um, letting us finish the story. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And I think um, the other, well, somewhere unrelated to, but there's something about this movie that was really quiet. Yeah. Um, it didn't, I, didn't, I think in terms of aesthetically or technique-wise, didn't rely a lot on, not a lot of the ones we've watched had jump scares. Right. But like, there's a couple sudden moments, mm-hmm. you know, but um, other than that, it was a quiet movie. Not a lot of screaming even. Yeah. You know, there was a couple of times we screamed, but like, I think even with the way that the they did the sound, it was turned down a little bit or something like that. Yeah, but so you was, had to like really listen. Yeah. And it kind of like and it even accelerated in the, the drama a little bit. Yeah, even in the conflicts the that they had, it wasn't a lot of loud conflict. It was yeah. sort of like, yeah, it was a little more subdued, I think. And that, I don't know if it made it more creepy, but it definitely added to like the the simmering suspense yeah. throughout the whole thing. Um and like the, just the tension, there was so much emotional tension too. Like yeah, the, I think the emotional tension was was def, was a rarity. I think yeah. because a lot of the other ones kind of use it as a vehicle, but this one was I think the main theme is this emotional tension of like, well, who is this? Who's this lady? Yeah, you know, and like it's not, and they don't make it make it too obvious that. They they make it obvious that they're uncomfortable. Right. But they don't make it the, I think the main thing where it's like, oh, the tension is that it's a stepmom or whatever, you know? Yeah. It's sort of like, there are moments where you feel like they're okay and like at least getting getting along or whatever. Yeah. Um, and Making then, it through. Yeah. But, um, yeah. How do we usually end this? Is who are you? Who um, are you? I'm, 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 I'm Mia. <laughs> yeah, Mia, Mia's I, pretty great. I felt that. Mm-hmm. The, the, um, Aiden had a lot of really great lines too. A mm-hmm. like classic teenage boy kind of, <laughs> kind of stuff. Um, yeah. I think I identified with Aiden. I think Mia, I think for both of us kind of growing up religious too, like there's yeah. like an element of like, oh, I can't imagine how much that would hurt. Like I. I think you that's know? why I identify with her more because I'm more in that yeah. mystery still. Yeah. Um, and and that that is something that I do wonder when people die, right? Is, you know, uh, yeah, the mystery of where we go. And I'm sure it's like that for everybody, but I think, I think even more than a sort of teen boy angst, yeah, it was more of this this girl that was really I think truly mourning and and I, and I and I think the other thing was the the her older brother was kind of in was very protective of her too. Yeah. And was... so he had to play a different role within that rather than just being like, "Well, I ha- I get to mourn." I get to I think be sad. He, yeah, like I think he had to, I think he had this sense that I was like, "Well, we're in a weird situation with this lady." Yeah. So like and, and I'm going to protect you. And it seemed yeah, and and, and he was 
maybe not a, a little more preoccupied, but he was at least somewhat preoccupied with that. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that that in and of itself changes the experience for the two of them. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, overall, awesome movie. Awesome movie. Um, Would love to hear requests for any more. Um, we, uh, yeah, we worked through Hellraiser. Maybe, maybe we could do something on that if we see a few more. Yeah, um, it's quite the anthology. I feel like with Halloween too, there's the new Halloween that came out. Yeah, that that might be a, a see you next to. year type of thing. Yeah. Um, and then, um, yeah, but we'd love to get more records because I'm sure there's plenty more horror movies to watch, but. Oh, um, are there? Yeah. And I want to see all of that. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for hanging out with us. We're back. We're back. And sweet dreams. Sweet dreams.